0: do the
1: hardest time there is. No more protection from the guards. I'll pull you out of that one bunk Hilton and cast you down with the sodomites. You'll think you've been fucked by a train. In the library? Gone. Sealed off brick by brick. We'll have us a little book barbecue in the yard. We'll see the flames for miles. We'll dance around it like wild engines. You understand me? You catching my drift?
0: Or am I being obtuse?
2: Give him another month
1: to think about it.
2: Hard not to think of that scene. After listening to Barstool Radio yesterday, because that's all I thought of. That one group of people went into that show with an idea of this would be a bit, and another person not amused thinking this is not a bit, and I'm gonna teach somebody a lesson. Hey everybody, it's the Minifan Show. I'm DEC. Welcome. Kind of an emergency show. Wasn't able to join Mike and the Minifans last night because my wife was working. Uh her team was only about $3 million over budget, and they're trying to figure out where the money is. So that's always good. It's always nice. So I wanted to go over the Barstool radio interview with Kirk and Mike. It all comes back to the trendy stuff. Uh, Mike flipped out because his blog got spiked. So he flipped out on. Portnoy and said, you're a pussy, come fire me. Uh, they got Portnoy's attention coming back from vacation, and this is kind of how it started yesterday. This lady Trenny's an idiot, absolute idiot. She went on some radio show and is like, these guys
1: are racist, should be expelled. Of course, it's all white men. Total idiot. This lady Trenny, idiot. She's everything
2: that I hate about everything. So Portnoy definitely doesn't like Trenny. Doesn't have a problem saying he doesn't like Trenny. So why did he spike Mike's blog. Bottom line is this: they wrote the blog. K. Marco
1: reached out. He's like, "What do you want to do with this?" It was a, it was a blog about the story, an attack blog to a degree against training I said, "No, let's not do it. I don't want Blind Mike leading. You know, Blind Mike is not who I want holding the flag at the front of a cavalry charge, attacking people and getting into wars with feminists like the feminists who hate us. Blind Mike's not that guy for it. If I want to write it, fine. But like, Blind Mike." No, I don't think it's his spot to write that blog. And I talked out with Kirk, and I frankly thought he was fine with it. He's like, all right, not a big deal. That's literally how he ended. It's like, yeah, no big deal either way. Hung up.
2: So here's how I understand listening to Portnoy and Barstool Radio yesterday there. He agrees Trenny is a pain in the ass. He's okay if one of the big guns wrote this article, but he doesn't want blind Mike to. And it sounds as though he was under the idea that Kirk understood it wasn't a big deal doesn't like blind Mike, not a bit. It sounds like he just doesn't have an appetite for going after Trenny. Don't really understand it. It reinforces the Davy Mouse argument, but I guess I, I guess I, for, for that point of view, okay. So, so that's his point of view. He doesn't see the upside. There's more risk than reward with going after Trenny. Again, don't agree with it. I think it would be great. I think it'd be great, pub for Mike, but clearly. Dave Portnoy, for some reason, has a hair across his ass about Blind Mike. Not quite sure what that's all about. Sounds like he had a hair across his ass when Mike was an intern. He's never let it go. And maybe Dave Portnoy is this type of guy who just, once he has an opinion of you, it's not going to change, especially when it's a negative one. And I think the Kirk Menahan show felt that this was a great bit. This was great cross promotion. We can fight a little bit with Dave. We can get on Barstool Radio, mix it up, allow Dave to beat the shit out of Mike, which is always fun. But it sounds as though this was not quite what Dave had in mind. Seems way more sexist. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to set this up. If you haven't heard the rant that Mike went on, About Dave Portnoy. This is the rant from the Kirk Menahan show from January 2nd.
0: Seems way more sexist to take a blog written by someone who did not even mention the fact that she's a woman it's never i've never fucking i never talked about fat girls in skinny jeans asshole go fuck yourself fire me if you want i don't give a shit you don't Shut want me the working fuck here.
1: up you blind fat <laughs> fuck
0: gross in fucking balls and fire me then if you want if you don't want me here anymore fucking do it i don't care we got a headline for the show then. <laughs> i'll tell you what the headline will not be spiked that might be the, it might be the case that your twitter account gets you in trouble sometimes it's the mildest fucking. I am not making a lot of hot takes but, on Twitter. Yeah, I know, but like, every, Jesus every time, Christ, I mean, grow some fucking balls. You guys say you haven't gotten soft. Stop getting butthurt about things I tweeted six months ago. Jesus Christ! I agree with Go you. Grow I, up. Yeah, but, yeah I'm not disagreeing. I mean, 100%. what the fuck? Every time Portnoy comes on, though, it's about the you know the tweets you sent during the Albright thing. This tweet, that tweet. How many so- tweets have I sent? licking the asshole of Barstool Sports saying how fucking great everything they represent is all the I talk about how good Pardon My Take and KFC Radio are I fucking I have Karabas and Smitty on to shoot the shit with him. I do, hey look at me I'm blind throw a fucking wall in my face look I can't play Fortnite isn't that hilarious I do whatever the fuck you want me to and you hate me for some reason I don't understand it Jesus, there's some trigger they have with you. I don't know what it I is. Guess, it's I, weird. I, I don't know. It's, it, it is just, weird. It's abnormal. I don't, I don't understand why. But you, people think the Davy Mouse. There's a lot of truth in that Davy Mouse thing. Well, sure. A lot of truth in well, that. This is total CYA mode,
2: right? Completely. I mean, worried about Dave Porter worried about Tremie Kuznarek? Yeah. Holy fuck. In hindsight, I think if Mike just went back and said, "Why do they hate me? I'm really pissed off about this. I'm really not getting respect." It seems to be I'm getting bludgeoned over and over and over again about something I'm not so sure. I would love to know specifically what Dave Portnoy's problem is with me. I love the energy. That's great. One of my favorite mics is when Mike is screaming and yelling, even if it's not intelligible. This is where he's really at his best, and this is my wish for Mike that he gets more confidence. In hindsight, it sounds like, He stepped over the line by calling him a pussy and say, fire me. In the Kirk Menahan universe, that's great. You gotta stand your ground. You gotta be a prick. You gotta go after people. If somebody were to say, Kirk, you're a prick. Why don't you fire me, you fucking pussy? Kirk's gonna like that. It's great content. The show went and tweeted that over and over and over again at Portnoy. And I think Portnoy took it a little bit differently. So we're going to go to Riggs a couple times because later on, Riggs cuts Kirk off right, right at the nuts and right at the knees. But at first, he's kind of agreeing with me that hey, Blind Mike with some fire is great. I will say that was the first time I heard that clip. I kind of enjoyed that fire for Blind Mike. Him yeah, but but you, you got to know fire me. And you you got to know who you're going yeah, at. Yeah, but I just
0: enjoyed it. I thought that was that like
1: was fun. what oh, gun head, you two, Tommy and uh, and Riggs, and we'll ask Frankie. Do you think when we're done with this next segment Mike will have a job here? I think it's yes. close. You think he will. So you think, think he's, he's going to apologize. Gonna... Yeah, I think so. Frankie?
2: I think if he tries to stand by his ground, like on his his thing that he just did, I think he's going to He
1: he and Kirk can game plan right now quickly. I if promise you. Stands
2: his ground, he's going to be lit on fire like uh, No, he won't. Drones. It'll be a very well,
1: it'll be a very fast conversation. I'm and not I think he's gonna riled up you don't lose. to be taken That's seriously. The thing. You
2: don't lose we'll see. these battles. We'll see. You'd fire him just because he stood his ground yes. like that? Absolutely. <laughs> I thought you don't respect that? No.
1: I love that. No. I love if that. If you're fire. nobody and I... you say, grow some
2: balls and fire me, sure. What do I care? No skin off my back. Learned a few things listening to that. First, Riggs genuinely likes what Mike did there. Portnoy's not amused at all. Riggs is reading the room real fast trying to read would you really fire him would you really fire him yeah i'm gonna fucking fire him okay he changes his tomb real fast well you know you don't really lose dave this seems to be the culture that barstool has created that you can go after other people but you don't go after dave especially if it crosses a certain line which may or may not be spoken but yeah Riggs started Backing down right there and really bringing it in and starting to kiss Dave's ass. Now, at the time, if you didn't hear, Kirk and Mike are on hold listening to all of this. So when he's saying they can game plan, Dave Portnoy is giving a message there. He's giving a message to Dave. But I think he's giving a message to Dave's boss as well. And he sounds pretty serious that he's willing to fire Mike. Let's remember... I think it's pretty clear that Mike is on the barstool payroll because of Kirk Menahan. Kirk Menahan values Mike's contribution, which I think Mike's contribution is invaluable. Is the Kirk Menahan show good without Mike? Of course, it would move on. Everybody's replaceable, but it's pretty damn good with Mike, and there would be a lag time as you change the show. I think he's valuable. Again, can't figure out what Dave's problem is with Mike, but he cre- clearly has a problem, and he. Cr- Clearly wants to show everybody. This is the warden, a bar stool. You may think you are, but you're not.
0: I went on the uh, podcast the next day, told the story and laid it out, and said Dave doesn't want you to write this post about this woman. Correct. Yeah, That's and I true. didn't understand that because so Steve Robinson, our producer, told me to start writing more, which I was excited about. And this is a thing that was big on the show. I said to Kirk and Steve, I was like, you guys might be able to handle this better. Kirk said, you write it, so I wrote it. And then the next day, it's because I was too sexist to be posted. So I was like, what the fuck? What, I don't understand what's going on.
2: So Kirk's doing what he should do. He's screwing with Mike. He's telling him, maybe stretching the truth a little bit, maybe exaggerating a little bit to get Mike all fired up about why his blog got spiked. Because you want to get under somebody's skin. You want to get him to react. You want to get him to dance because it's entertaining and it's funny. It's not about hurting people's feelings or saying your job is in jeopardy. It's really about just having some good entertainment. And I think that's where Kirk's mind is. And I think he's thinking, hey, Dave would love this. This would be right up Dave's alley. This is the way Dave used to be. Let's repeat a little bit about the story. Dave's OK with about a story about Trenny. He's not OK about Mike because he's afraid if there's some type of blowback Mike's gonna mishandle it, or Mike puts them in a bad position, or Mike is the face of bar stool, and he can't trust what the reaction will be. It's strange that that's the case, but clearly he sees nothing but risk in, in doing this. It sounds like Kirk
1: set you up for failure here. No, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, well, why? Where are you shut, getting the sexist from? Where are you getting the sexist from? I could smell this. Where are are you getting the sexist from? (laughs) Minahan, you just said that you never said it. You never said it was sexist.
0: Good heads that you work with. I'm not going to get lulled into this conversation. What are you talking about? That is not
1: what happened. I'm trying to help
0: your guy. We talked. We no. no you're absolutely not. Who said that. it I'm was sexist? T- create a little a little war between the Who, Who said it was, was sexist? Who said it was sexist?
1: Answer said the said fucking the question, Minahan. You're not yeah, dealing with gosh. a blind idiot. Who Stop said it was not sexist? Not dealing, you're not dealing with Tommy and fucking Rick Who either. fucking said it was sexist? Answer it. Answer it. Answer it. Who said it was sexist? Uh, David Portnoy? You just said I didn't two minutes ago. Oh, what you said to me was you don't want to get in a war with a woman over that. that is exactly I said I don't said, want blind correct? Mike leading it. We can replay the early clip. We're very clear and you agreed with me. Re- replay, replay the earlier clip of our phone conversation? I, I said did I represent it accurately. You said yes.
2: There is a debate technique that Dave is using here, clearly, because he's doing kind of the same thing he did with MHB, set him up a certain way, trip him up, and then scream over him and do the whole, I could play it back, I could play it back, I could play it back. I've listened to this a number of times. I'm not quite sure what Dave's talking about here. I think Kirk was pretty specific, but he's getting all fired up and he is trying to use Mike as a proxy to send some type of message to Kirk Menahan. I don't know where this is coming from, but it feels as though Dave is fed up with certain things and wants to set some boundaries. Mike,
1: where'd where you get confused then, blind Mike? You've heard me talk. What where do you was mean, the where, I'm just saying, if, if you agree with it, why could not get posted? Because, because I, don't know. I don't want. Because Mike, we have a long history. Whether the person's crazy or whatever, we I did get it. Shut up, Mike. I did, I did a- All
2: right, let's pause here. When Portnoy's fucking around, you can tell. This doesn't sound like an act right here. If you listen to Portnoy's voice, he's screaming at the top of his lungs. This is a man who is incredibly angry. Shut
1: but I'm you the agree. fuck up. You get right or wrong. People write articles about it because you're the author. You've written one thing, Mike. You're a nothing here. I don't want you leading those very important battles with you. I don't fucking trust you. How hard is that to see that I don't want you leading Barstool into battles when you've been here for a fucking minute and I don't
2: trust you. I'm hearing a few things now, hearing it for about the 23rd time. Dave's angry but there's a little bit of fear mixed in here. You're putting me in a position where if we do this, Trenny's going to come after me, and we are going to have a whole bunch of liberals and feminists and crazy people who are going to come at Barstool hard, and you're going to collapse under interrogation, and you are going to put Barstool at risk. I don't see the risk. If anything, I see a reward of putting Mike out here Taking a risk with Mike, see how it happens to get him better. But I think he tolerates Mike, and that's about it. Mike is a big risk to the Barstool Empire for some reason in his mind. And I think Dave Portnoy sees the biggest risk as being Kirk Menahan, because to him, he sees Kirk saying everything is a bit, everything is entertainment. And it's all not. There are some rules we have here. There are some people we go after. And there are some people we don't go after. And I need you to understand the difference. And if you think you're untouchable, your show is not. Because your show is one of many podcasts here. It's a role podcast that has a niche. And I need you to understand that. And so... The proxy turns into a hot war as Portnoy starts to tell Kirk his message directly for him. Here's what I don't get. What the fuck do you care if some group
0: goes after us? We write something because accurate about somebody, be, something stupid about them. Because you have things? you read the They're articles? Have you read anyway, the baby. articles? Read, articles? Read? No. No, 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 no. Anyway. It goes through
1: exactly an entire new cycle. It goes through an entire new cycle of everything. And for what? For blind Mike? No, it's not worth it. It wasn't that, that, that hard. That, that, Mike, that, that, uh, Minahan, you agreed. You were like, "Okay, whatever, no big deal." You said that on the phone. It was it's a 2 minute Well, it is. It is it is a big deal that, when you that. have your guy on the air say, "I don't have the balls to fire him. Now I got to fucking fire him or, get, or talk to him and let him see if he can warm his way out." You make it a big deal. How <laughs> You asked us to come on, I'm coming on. Because, you asked, because your guy then, on, your on, guy was on, on the point, radio saying Dave point, Portnoy's a pussy. It, fire me, you well, pussy. Well, fine, you said
0: it. What I said is... Did what, would I last, said what would I, I do if Mantis said, said, said that? What would I do if any nobody here said that?
1: I'd deal. fire him. I never said it was a big deal. It's not a big deal. Mike makes it a big deal. He makes it a big deal. I have the option now. Have a no-name employee be like, hey, Dave Portnoy's a pussy. Fire me, you pussy. Who else would say that here in his position?
2: Nobody. All right, let's break this down. A nobody employee. Do you think that... uh, Who's the guy who's on... Pardon my take. Is it Nate? Who's the producer? I apologize if I get it wrong and I sound like an idiot. I think it's Nate who's their producer. Would Dave Portnoy say Nate is a nobody? Would... The co-host of KFC Radio, would Feidelberg be considered a nobody? Would Coley Mick, who is the co-host of Section 10, be considered a nobody? I would say no, because those podcasts are very important to Barstool, at least according to Barstool. If I'm associated with a heavyweight podcast, nobody on the show is a nobody. That's my thought. So if you have a nobody who's a big part of a podcast, it kind of tells me what you think of the Kirk Menahan show. Again, Kirk is starting to get here a little bit incredulous of, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I thought I'm going in to have some content, and you're taking this awfully seriously. So then Kirk continues to try to make this a bit, thinks he's got a friend in Riggs, and he finds out otherwise. I give him credit. If he thinks you're a pussy, he said it at least, as opposed to other people who have told me behind your back that you're a pussy in that building many times.
0: And they won't say it on the air. At least he says it.
1: Who? Who? Tell me who. You're not a pussy, right? Riggs, Tell me who. Riggs, Rick, Riggs, Riggs, many times. Riggs, uh, uh, <laughs> Riggs what?
0: Carabas, many times. Riggs, many, daily Riggs tells me that. Many, yeah. many times. <laughs> give me proof. We didn't even talk. What are you talking about? Oh, many times. It's embarrassing. Yeah, okay, embarrassing.
2: Just, uh... Yeah, Riggs wasn't playing around. Briggs was pretty serious of, I'm not going to help you out. I'm not going to help you undig. I'm here with Dave. Understand that I might like you, but understand I know where you are in the hierarchy, and I'll talk to you. We'll hang out and do some golf stuff. But in the end, we're not friends. I'm not helping you out here. And I think it becomes pretty clear at this point, this is in a bit, that this could cut Mike. And it could cut the show
1: question goes to you blind mike you called me a pussy say i have no balls i hate you so much i i should fire you You want me to fire you <laughs> i don't okay so then like i think the apology should be you have to come here to new york and kiss my feet then you can keep your job <laughs> your choice Ah,
0: uh, just the next time we go no I don't no drive, no, so. no
1: we'll we'll get you a train ticket we'll get you here kiss my feet say i'm sorry <laughs> you can go back to your show other than that you're fired
0: I mean, it wouldn't be the most embarrassing thing I've done for you, so sure, why not? Okay,
1: deal. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.
2: Totally dismissed at that point. So here's the issue when you're trying to fight with Portnoy on his terms. If you're on the phone, it's going to be impossible to fight with him because he can just talk over you and the very nature of being on the phone, you're just going to be drowned out. You could be the most impressive debater on the planet and you're going to lose. Let's say you were Donald Trump calling in and Portnoy wants to call you out. Donald Trump's going to lose because he can just get talked over. My only complaint with Mike here is, I don't like this wishy-washy Mike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if you're in that and you're sitting there and you're assessing the situation in the moment, I think what you do is you say to Dave, like, you know what, Dave, you're right. I was trying to do a bit. I got angry. Totally understand. You're the boss. If you put the feet out, I'm kissing him. When do you want to do it? Do it with a little confidence. But not with the, uh, the nervous laughter thing. And perhaps that's the thing that pisses Dave Portnoy off about Mike is that collapsing under pressure thing. I don't think it's a reason to hate him, but for some reason he's decided in his heart and his his mind that blind Mike sucks. And I think at that point in the moment, don't don't be wishy-washy. It's you don't I think at that point you got the idea. I can't stand up to this guy because I'm legitimately going to put the whole podcast in jeopardy. But there's a way of doing it of saying, get me the train ticket. I'll be there. I made a mistake. Dave, I agree. I'll wash the feet. I'll put cologne on it. You will have the best foot kissing experience of your life. So he dismisses these two and continues on. Minahan
1: sets him up for failure. He sets them up for failure. They'll roast me on the show, get all the people. We had
2: a conversation. This is the second time he said Menahan sets them up for failure. What Dave Portnoy is doing right here is he's calling out Kirk Menahan's technique of get the guy riled up, get the guy to react, get him to dance, get him to be entertaining. And I take it as he's done this and I don't appreciate it. It had nothing to do with the blog. The blog was fine. I
1: agree with it. Trenny's an idiot. Doesn't matter if the person we're dealing with is rational idiot.
2: She's a lunatic. And by the way, Trenny's small potatoes. She's no AOC. Trenny's small potatoes. Nobody would know who Trenny is. Which, by the way, this is a guy who used to blog when he was in Boston about Dennis Drinkwater and how he reacted to a home run. Nowadays, somebody reacting to a home run in Boston, nobody would know who Dennis Drinkwater is. So this is a little bit of bias of now I'm in New York. We don't talk about this stuff anymore because it's not going to get us clicks. It's not going to help the business. At best, it's going to be break even. At worst, it's going to really hurt us. But they're a group of people I could go down the list.
1: They're fucking lunatics. Rationale, common sense does
2: not apply to these people. Do I want Blind Mike to start that war? No, I do not. So I think this is a lot of, I'm going to pick my battles now. I may not have picked my battles in the past, but now we're at a point where, I don't know, perhaps perhaps there's return on investment concerns right now with Barstool. Perhaps maybe there's some investors in Barstool. Perhaps maybe we are changing gears at Barstool and being less of a sports site and going more towards gambling with all these states allowing gambling. We have a change in direction and going down this path is going to hurt some things where money is at risk right now in the immediate future with Barstool. That's all it said. Kirk, whether he agreed, disagreed, it was a civil like two second conversation. I had a conversation with Kirk and I didn't think it was really for the air. And I thought it was fine. It wasn't like one of these things that was going to end up being a bit. And it did. It
1: didn't take long. He's like, yeah, all right, fine. No big deal. Moved on vacation. And then I got to get this blind Mike on the radio saying I'm a pussy. If I don't fire him, like who here would do that? They live in this bubble. But like, honestly, somebody on blind Mike's level, I don't know mantis or fuck that's the
0: third ricochet shot (laughs)
1: i'm trying to think like vibs or like the lower level guys who are like new here who got jobs who would be like out of the blue hey dave's a fucking pussy if he doesn't fire me grow some balls and fire me where can you do that
0: and expect that not to be brought up on radio or somewhere
1: and by the way i probably won't even know about it but the minute hands like account the actual Kirk Minahan account, they clip it and they send it to me like 10 times.
2: Yeah, you're daring me. That's what he's saying And You're daring me. Lower level guys in this bubble. Those people out there in Boston, they're in the bubble. They're lower level guys. They're role players. They're not like the people here in New York that I see every day. Those are the people who make or break the company. But the Kirk Minahan show is a little cherry on top. It's nice, helps us out. If it wasn't here, wouldn't be a big deal. And this is where Dave Portnoy turns and turns those that double barrel shotgun right at Kirk Minahan.
1: And I, I swear to God, I would have fired him. And I, my, why I had Kirk on the phone is what I thought was going to happen. Is Kirk was going to say if he goes, I go. I was say, All right,
2: you both go. He was ready to cancel the show right there. I don't think this is hyperbole. I think he was willing to let that two-year contract go and say bye-bye. I don't think Kirk walked in there thinking that was any type of reality. We came close to losing the show in the span of about a five-minute conversation.
1: Fine. I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not dealing with it. You said over a break you were like, What are the predictions? And you said I think the podcast will be canceled within ten minutes. Yeah, because I didn't think they'd back down. I thought it was gonna be no, he can say that and Kirk's gonna be I'm gonna be like, well, and I have to fire you. And I think Kirk's talented and good, but he you want to stir the pot. You're not dealing with that fucking clown at WEI. You cannot some people can. I'm not gonna fire a big cat if he's like hey, he's a pussy, fire him. He's too valuable. Blind Mike, I'm on the record. I don't even fucking like the guy.
2: So he's talking about blind Mike, but he's saying, Hey Kirk, you're no big cat. Now, if you're one of us and you're in this world, I would say in terms of raw talent, there's Dave and Kirk. And that's it. Love Big Cat. I don't listen to that podcast because I'm not into sports interviews. What Big Cat does, he's the best at it. But it's different. It's different than what we do. He is, he is an incredible personality. I think KFC Radio is a little bit closer, but they have the athletes on, and I don't like those interviews. But other than that, what is at Barstool that's as good as this world? If I listen to this, here are the people that I would say, Dave Portnoy would say, that are more important than Kirk Menahan. Willie Cologne, Large. The Chicks in the Office. Ellie Schnitt. These are people, oh, the Daddy Girls, definitely. These are people who are more important to me, more important to Barstool. It's nice to have these other people but it's not required, which to me, you look at that option after year two. I believe it's a mutual option. What's the likelihood they're going to pick that up? In the view of Dave Portnoy, who needs more, more? Kirk Menahan or Dave Portnoy? So when I've talked about and I've gotten mocked about my DEC plan, The reason that I would like Kirk to be the biggest podcast in the world on par with Joe Rogan is I want that show to be protected so he doesn't have to deal with shit like this. And it is within his power to be that good. So get that good so nobody can screw with you. And that's a reality. He's saying you might have been great at WEEI, but you're not there. And WEEI was second level compared to Barstool. Uh, this is a tough thing that he's going to have to deal with on Monday's show. How do you have this conversation? How do you have the conversation of fight back without getting the show clipped? Uh, this is a tough one. You know, I'm here to to overanalyze and to overreact, and that's what I'm doing. Uh, but I listened to that a couple times, and I was depressed Friday night. I didn't feel good listening to this, and... I don't feel good now. Now, makes for great anticipation for Monday's show. But I haven't seen Kirk tweet. I haven't seen Mike tweet afterwards. So let's see what happens. And and that's what I got right now. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Uh, Couldn't give a shit less whether the Patriots win or lose. And we'll talk to you soon.